teams need to know like, hey, we're in a season of fast growth, which means shit's going to break. It's not going to go perfectly. We're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be times where you're going to have to do more than required out of you because what we're doing is maybe you're charting new territory. You know, we have this momentum that we can't break. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Angela Perone, and this is... Well, I'm your co-host, Angela Perone, and this is... Man. Your co-host. Already thrown into the dirt. Robert stomped on. PhD Thompson. Um, and he's got a player hater degree because we just did our headshots and he was just hating on how beautiful mine's looked. But guys, if you're wondering why I look extra handsome today, I have a different lens on. Hopefully you enjoy this. But we were just jamming a little earlier before we hit record, like we always do, like all the good stuff is never on record. But we were talking about, I'm a big fan of Jim Rohn. And John, John, Bob, are you like familiar with Jim Rohn? And he's like this old motivational speaker. I know him and I probably know the stuff that he's talked about, but I don't, I don't like read his stuff, follow his stuff or anything like that. So I'm not that familiar with him now. Jim Rohn is, I like always, I remember the first thing that ever hit me with Jim Rohn was like, things won't get better until you get better. That's how he talks. It's like crazy, but like dude, <laughs> no, the guy don't. is a master class and like having people hang on to like every yeah. word he says. And um, that was one that hit me when I was like first starting out. I was like, things won't get better until you get better. Right. And I, I remember like driving to the car dealership and I used to listen to motivational stuff. I, the, like crazy story. I used to cry on my way to work every morning. Like I used to, from where I you just hated it so much or no, yeah, because I hated it because I was so inspired, dude. I used to listen to Ray Lewis speeches and stuff. And I used to go into work and I used to be in tears driving into work to be a friggin' car salesman about like what I was about to accomplish. They probably were like, come. Like, well, no, I was done crying by the time I got into this work. This, listen, I was the, the cry was done by the time they're I got like, there. <laughs> uh, they're like, oh, Lena beat him up again. <laughs> Lena really gave him some shit. He must have fucked up. So, you know, I I was used to listen to this stuff and then like what really hit me is things don't get better until you get better. So I'm like, you're right, man. I got to take personal responsibility. And then another one that hit me was like, life is like the seasons. And he said, you know, a message was something like this and I'm going to butcher his voice and his cadence and everything. But he was like, pray tell, how often does winter follow summer and fall? Every time. He's like, how often does summer Follow winter every year like clockwork. Life is like the seasons. And that really stuck with me. And we were going through, and you know, in our in our group now, you know, Taylor talks about seasons of your life and the seasons and kind of like reinforced it. And we're going through a, we're coming out of a winter period in um, Case Connect right now. And you know, things look like they're horrible and they're never going to be the same. And, you you know, we had a conversation with the team. The guy's life is like the seasons. And I asked them the same questions. And they're right. I was like, so there's spring is coming. Things are warming up and there will be a summer and summer's coming ahead. Like think back and I pointed out specific times when things looked horrible, the business wasn't going to work and all of a sudden it was great. Then again, it was like, oh my God, this is not working again. What do we do? And then it's great, right? It's cyclical life is like the seasons and it always comes in cycles and cycles and cycles and cycles. So we talked about what can you do and it is controlling the controllables. You can control what's in your realm of 
control for lack of better terms. So what can we do? You know, and then we talk to our media buyers, we can media buy better, try out new tactics, come up with new creative, come up with new hooks, come up with new angles, right? Be on top of people's campaigns five times as much as we are in a summer, right? Because if it's winter for us, it's winter for everybody. And if we're working harder in the winter and not giving up, we're going to be the ones that come out on top. And in the spring and summer, we'll reap the benefits of what we did in the winter. So, you know, yes, it's winter, but what do we do? Okay, we're in sales. We don't have as many appointments. You know what we do? We hit the lines and set more appointments. We close hard on every single opportunity we get and treat it like it's the last opportunity. And we get more efficient and effective with everything we have. So if you're going through a winter season, like we're going through, you got to understand summer's coming. But what we can do is just control what we can control and work as hard and as diligent and as tenacious as you can during that winter. Then when summer comes, you got to sewer up because there's going to be a winter again, right? So like the seasons, man, it was like, it was like a really good message to the team. I think it kind of, it hit me. I always need a reminder of, and I think it hit everybody and it allowed us to do, we did 32 new pieces of creative in a week. It's a lot of ads. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when you kind of, before we turn this thing on to record and you brought that up, I thought you were actually going to go into a little bit of a different angle. So, and I actually think this is really cool because I do think of one, something I heard from Dave Tate, who's a power lifter who runs the website, or I think he still does in the company Elite, Elite FTS. And this was probably the first time that I ever heard about it, but he talked a little bit about seasons, but he talked about these blast and dust cycles. And then I actually pulled up on my phone here, a little uh, thing I, I wrote, and I never actually like put it up. So I'll, I'll kind of go with this first when it comes in a season. So, and I read something yesterday, which I think is really important if you're in business, but if you are in business and you plan on being in business for a long enough time, then there's going to be times of up and down. Like you just have to, it's light. You just have to endure it. And I was doing some reflection. This note's actually from October of last year. It says there's seasons of business in, you know, there's seasons in your business and life. And I'm not going to read all the stuff in between it, but I'll just talk about the seasons that when I was like reflecting on it last year, kind of the, the changes that I've gone through. It's like at first I was in a season of exploration. Like this is when I first opened up, I was super excited. I was in that season of real like learning and developing skills. And I remember also why I think it's great when entrepreneurs start so young because you just have fucking endless energy. But in right, that right. season of exploration, like since I didn't know anything, there's just everything that I learned was just monumental and eye-opening. Yeah. Once I went through that super exciting phase, I went into a season of growth. You know, this is when I wrote in my note, pretty much of my business was on cocaine. Just go, 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 grow, go, grow. <laughs> Opening location after location, it's great. It's great business, business after business. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> So like, I should probably post this up, but then it was like, Hey, I like started developing the skills. I figured it out. And then it was just get after it, get after it, get after it. And then once I kind of, uh, got into that, I went into a season of reflection. You know, that's kind of when I started, I think right around the time I moved out here, I was moving out there. Um, and at once I I think I had something back. I, I actually, so it went like season of exploration, season of growth, growth, and then a season of reflection. Uh, and then I actually put in here, like, I'm probably now a season of discovery. And I'm, I'm back into a season of growth again, like growth big time. So I do think there's seasons, if you've been doing this long enough, like you can't go all out all the time without just crashing and burning. And that's like when I was growing Legion at one point, it was just, okay, let me figure this out. It was kind of a little bit slow, a little slow. And then everything clicked. It's kind of like with you and Case Connected. Like it was figuring it out, figuring it out, clicked, 
boom. Yeah. So you know, the cool thing, like, you don't have brick. Yeah. It was like, you don't have the, you know, brick and mortar constraints. And with brick and mortar, it's going, going, going. And then it's like, well, like, shit, like, either you get your first speed bump and stuff like that. And, you know, there's tons of speed bumps throughout Legion's growth trajectory and history. Uh, and then you just kind of like take a step back. But this makes me think back to what I was talking about with Dave Tate. And he talked about lifting. There's blast and dust cycles. So if you think about lifting, there's intensification and accumulation phases. Intensification phases where the intensity is super high. I'm working as close to the 1RM as possible. Accumulation phases are where I'm not working as high to my, my 1RM. I'm actually doing more volume, lower intensity as a relation to 1RM. But the intensification phases are much more... Uh, requiring and taxing on your central nervous system. You actually, even though the volume isn't as like much during a workout, it actually is longer recovery times versus accumulation where you're, you're not going to be taxing your nervous system as much, but you're more of a season of like, I'm growing and, but uh, yeah. So then you get the accumulation phases where it's like, Hey, I've been going hard, hard, hard. Now I need to pull back. And I need to really recover. Yeah, And so I, I think a lot of the lessons that I've learned in business and life have been really taught to me through fitness because it's one of the things I love about fitness and I think has really allowed me, obviously you started in fitness too, allowed us to understand delayed gratification, but also like when shit just doesn't go your way. You know, within fitness, I had to bust my ass for years through trial and error. To, and I would start, you, you don't see stuff right away. It's like super fucking slow. And then ultimately yeah. you look back, you're like, oh shit, here's these changes that happened. It's incremental change over time. Can I cut you, can I cut you off real quick? Business. Yeah, go for it. S- small inputs consistently over time lead to large outcomes, right? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and literally what you're saying so is think, why we titled it this. And I think like when in business, especially because we're talking ad stuff, like we noticed, CPMs went up recently, you know, which will generally make it more expensive for your advertising and stuff. You know, there's more competition. I know for you, like you're getting ripped off left and right. Like you got people literally stealing your shit word for word. I think even like, didn't somebody just straight steal one of your videos? We had a law firm stole my entire video and just copied and pasted and cut the name Case Connect out. Like they cut like two seconds out of the video where we said Case Connect. And they just ran the same thing. I'm like, dude, at least like steal it with some kind of class. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So it's like, I think, I think in business, in, in it's like business and life. Like you just get those seasons where you got to be like, Hey, listen, right. sometimes shit's easy. Sometimes shit's hard. It's right. ha- what do we do during those hard times that really shape us for afterwards. And if we have the ability to reflect and work through it and understand that if I'm planning, I'm playing this game long enough, it'll get better. It's like, you know, investing. Then it just allows you to come out the other end stronger because most people are going to quit. Most people, entrepreneurship, which I used to be embarrassed to even say like, I'm an entrepreneur, but it's very in vogue right now. And so many people want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't want to endure the bullshit or put the work in that's fucking required, you know, in order to actually achieve the outcome. You know, early on, going back to that early season of of discovery, I coached every single session. I worked almost every minute of every day, six to seven days a week. And I did it for years. Yeah. I cut off just about every single person, not like necessarily, to, you know, because I thought there were shitty people, but I was just so focused. I think we've talked about this past, like prior to opening up my gym, I wanted to be the best at training. So I wanted to know everything I possibly could when it came to becoming a better strength coach, better personal trainer. 
And just a lot of it was just, I'm very motivated by increasing my personal skill development. Like I want to be the best at what I do. Once I opened up business, I was like, this is something new to me. I have to figure this out. I'm going to do all this stuff. I enjoyed learning more. Like that's one of the things like me and you, like we're chatting yesterday. We're going over video stuff, editing stuff, creating angles, creating hooks. It's like, this is what we do. I'm like, you're, I I was up early, worked on a new, uh, you know, worked on a new funnel and a new like headline, writing some copy and all that stuff. And then like when I'm laying in bed last night, I'm thinking about different like stuff, but that's kind of the requirement. Some people, it's not a fucking nine to five. You can get to a point where the business can consistently grow. I'm going on a rant right now. I see you. Sorry. We're no, like, no, I, I want you to keep going. I just want to interject something. Yeah. But it's like, I think that you have to go through those times. And if you're and you also have to understand that there's going to be times, even if you've been in the game for 10, 15, 20 years, five years, whatever, where then you can have weeks where you're putting in minimal, minimal, minimal. And then it's just, it's stuff's not going right. And then you got to go all in. You got to, you're back on work and stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah. Grant Cardone's book. Be obsessed or be average. It kind of like goes with what you're saying, right? You have. I mean, you can just read the title and understand what it's about, right? You don't even have to read the book. It's why <laughs> yeah. it's such a good title. You can literally read the title and get the entire idea of the book. Like, okay, I get it. Like, you don't have to read that book. You yeah. can live. That's a book where you can read the title and just get it. Uh, probably yeah. terrible for sales. I don't know. Maybe it's good for marketing and people bought it, but. You know, like you're saying, like you were all in, you were training, you were learning everything about the business. Like, you have to have a passion for it. You have to have a drive for it. Like when I was working at Ben's, dude, I had, I like loved the cars. I wanted to be a number one. So, dude, I used to every day watch. I used to come into my manager, probably annoy the heck of it. I'm like, yo, I want to take appointments like this. Like when I greet people at the door, I'm going to ask them if that's their car and if they want to get it uh, appraised. Like, cool. And I'm just going to walk out there and appraise it. So I skip a whole step so I can move them along faster, get the information. And I'll pick out things in their car. Like, did they bring the registration? Did they bring this and that? And I'll know if they're buying, right? If it, is it cleaned out? And like, I, I used to watch all these things and like my manager probably drove them nuts. That's why like the owner and the manager just like, just do your own thing. Everybody else follow the rules. You just do whatever the hell you want. You're nuts. We can't deal with you. <laughs> but you got to be obsessed about what you do. You got to go and review your freaking calls. You got to go, what could I have done better? You got to you gotta watch a video about your field and say, oh my God, I'm so excited to implement that, right? It's got to stroke some fire in you. Um, or you just, you're not going to be successful, man. On a, like, on a side note, one of the best business events things i've done workshops was actually cardone's 10x boot camp yeah i'm like jealous a, you went like there three-day event that thing was legit like i still actually will refer back to the manual and then i use a section like the business rules to live by i use that in trainings whether it be for gym academy or even the franchises it's super good stuff but i think going on to that it's really important is business is just, it's not perfect. It's not going to go your way all the time. And if it right. is always going your way, then you're probably going to get fucked pretty hardcore soon, you know, because either that means you're just actually not pushing hard enough or you just right. haven't been doing it long enough. Right. So, and that's sometimes I think back to it. It's, you talk to a, a client, let's say, you know, or a gym and they're like, if they had a shitty week. So instead of looking at, at the week being like, oh, I should a week, like what do we have to do to improve? Right. You know, what did we, what did we screw up on? Did we not make, did we not call the leads fast enough? Did we not right. call the leads frequently enough? You know, did we, during our sales presentations, if we're signing up appointments for gyms, did we not do a good job discovery? Did we just try and use our, right. our offer and right. the program to sell it for us? Instead, right. it's like, oh, we don't have enough leads or we, you know, the leads aren't good enough. Like sometimes it's externalizing. Externalize. It's easy to externalize. Yeah. 
It's easy to externalize. Yeah. Instead of being like, you're just pointing on something else or reflect and figure out why there's, there's a lot of work to figuring out why things didn't work. You got to analyze everything. You got to go through and say, Hey, accept personal responsibility and say, Hey, I could have done this better. I didn't do this enough. It's so much easier to say, Hey, Bob, my lead sucked. It's so easy to say that. And the human mind looks for the path of, le- path of least resistance. And that's what everybody's automatically going to go to. But the difference between successful people and the people that aren't successful, it's just that. As you look at it, it's like, hey, where's the opportunity? Where can I get better? Where can I improve? Where can I realize that I didn't do a good enough job communicating to my team? You know, yeah. on what the expectations are, how to, right. to do certain responsibilities or tasks, or actually how to educate them to make those decisions themselves. So, right. and I think that also going back to seasons, I think that's pretty cool that you're chatting with that on your team. Cause I think also teams need to know, like, hey, we're in a season of fast growth, which means shit's going to break. It's not going to go perfectly. We're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be times where you're going to have to do more than required out of you because what we're doing is maybe you're charting new territory. You know, we have this momentum that we can't break. So I think that's having the team truly understand like, Hey, it's okay. Like shit's not going to always go our way and that's fine. Then here's why. And here's what's going to happen. And don't worry, we'll be able to take our foot off the the gas for a day or two to, to take a breather. Once we dial this in or something like that. But when, you know, imagine being probably because I recently read that HubSpot book or being, I'm sure Salesforce probably had like super explosive growth or even like meta, like being part of meta, like during those times, like probably the early phases was like, it would have been awesome. Like those, those super fast growing tech companies, right? you know, where it's probably just like, Hey, shit's going to change how we do. And if you look at a uh, good to great, you know, you look at that. It's like, you look at businesses that have been around that have went from good to great. The people that started it, this is kind of a, maybe a different one, but even like the owner, but the, the iteration 30 years later, 20 years later, it's a completely different team. It's not the same right. people. In, in a lot of times, it's how they even do business is completely different, you know? So, and that's why I think people need to understand. It's like, hey, you can tell like, hey, we're onto something. We know this is working. We just haven't really figured it out. Say, like, if you're like right now, especially like for us, Jim and we really kind of identify really good, you know, angles to go with and stuff like that. We're always thinking like, man, we don't want to get lumped in with just everybody else. But what we do is like, Right. very different you know right. so it's like how do we convey that what's the best way you know so like part of it in the marketing is going to be a little bit of discovery we're going to be testing a lot of shit you know like you tested 30 something angles and i think the other day like you know we cast, we tested at a new angle and created a ton of like creative and stuff like that so we had i think 15 new pieces of image creative made and five different videos which then we'll chop up and make some vertical videos to get even up of it that's the stuff that you need to do on a regular basis. I don't spend as much as you on the ads for that company. But this is a winter thing, right? Like if you're seeing like CPMs are high, cost per leads high, like you don't have enough clients, like you just gotta you just gotta be willing to like, okay, we typically do like two or three new creatives a month. Like let's do ten this month and figure something out that like just blows the market away, or let's just try freaking harder. Like, yeah, so it's just this that's kind of like what we did. We went out and did all these cricket. Dude, you know what that wanna jump on too? Like it's totally off topic. You always say like, what? Uh, you said something. You're like, man, I sh- I gotta channel my Angela and film this ad. You remember we were talking about the other day about like, how psychotic I am. Yeah. And I just like I was thinking yes. about this on the way back to the house this morning. But I was like, I literally wrote an ad at 7 a.m., texted it to you, filmed it, edited it, and launched it by 3 p.m. And it wasn't easy to do too. <laughs> I did it all myself. Like wrote out all the captions. Like edit everything. You have to have some kind of level of psychoticness in you to like be successful. But that was like, I looked at, I'm like, I, my whole day was consumed with that. 
Well, so I think there's like a couple things to that. One, Josh says it like there has to be a level of urgency in your business. Right. Like right. you can't, nobody else is, you know, a lot of times like people aren't going to do it. Like you have to do it. You have to take the action. You've worked with me before. And I know urgency is something that'll drive you crazy if you're working with me. If you want to just get off topic and tell people what ur- what working with me is like and how everything is the sky is falling and how I, t- how me and you are <laughs> kill each other. It's not urgency. It's you fucking trying to cross over in every single thing instead of being like, hey, let me get this sales team to be absolutely animal <laughs> monster rock stars. You're like, right, let me do a little bit of this. Let me get over here. Let me get over here. Now, there was some lack of urgency in certain apartments. I'm just so much urgency. It's anxiety invoking. I almost had Bob ready to kill me multiple times. I don't think what you're referring to with the old business is urgency. I think it's anxiety and, and just control issues. Probably some deep-seated Very fucking true. shit you need to work through in therapy. I will never let but, that go because I think that's why I'm successful. I love that deep-seated issue. <laughs> I do. You know, to be honest, I do think that – I think the urgency is extremely important and you have to have urgency in your business. So that's what like – I used to like have an idea of recorded boom and that's right. the like, same thing. I'm like, all right, I, I wrote this. Filmed it. I was like, I got to get this done because, like, the faster I get this done, the faster we can test, the faster we can improve upon it. Right. But at the same time, I do think, I think, especially for you, because I've gone through this, I do think that one of your limiting factors, and I've said this to you several times, is not last night. It's that you put your you put your hands in so many different things instead of like having people that you trust in those roles to then do it like. Essentially, it's like why we don't coach in gyms. We're able to put somebody into that coaching position that's actually going to do it better than us because that's what they love. So like sure. they're going to put their 100% into it. Even if we're just as good or better of a coach, like that's their desire and passion actually, and they're better now like than me at coaching. So it's the same thing. It's very like true. it's tough for you because your skill set in, in different all those different levels is very high. But even if you're trying to keep a lean team, Eventually, you're going to have to have a point where, like, you know, if you and I'm reading like Dan Martell's book, Buy Back Your Time, but it like goes back to it's like, hey, what are my, what are the tasks that I'm the best at that give me as much passion as possible, fire me up, and really I do the best versus like, what are the tasks that maybe I'm good at, but they drain me, but they need to be done, and like the stuff that I don't need to do. It's right. like, get rid of the shit you don't need to do, like that admin kind of stuff. Like and then billing. it's like, what are these other, yeah, like billing and admin and stuff. And then it's like, hey, like marketing. You know, technically, you do have other people somewhat doing the marketing because you're not actually doing the button. You some, actually sometimes you do go in and do the button pushing. I can't help myself. You know how I am. Yeah, but it's like even though you know, so like for us within Gym Academy, and it, we you give a shit, but I'm like, we need to get a salesperson. We need to like we brought in an SDR. SDR started doing great, you know, and then we brought in uh, you know, so now it's still Josh doing. The closing and sometimes i'll hop on like some sales calls i got some sales calls today josh's fucking schedule today is packed so it's like completely filled up but it's like, hey we need josh's energy to make sure he's consistently in my opinion consistently going towards clients you know relationships and development and make sure they're being super successful so it's like why don't yeah. we get somebody also who's just a, who loves sales who's only wants to do sales, so we're bringing on a salesperson, you know, to close right. it. Because one, that's all they truly care about. That's what they're super in. And then we know, like, Josh and I will talk about it. Like, hey, we're really fucking good at sales. Yeah. But when we hop on sales calls, like, sometimes we'll do a little bit too much discovery. Or I'm sorry, a little bit too much coaching. And then 
like we probably don't close as hard as we should. Like, I'll just be yeah. honest with you. I, th- I don't know if you have that problem. I think you fucking close hard as shit. But, you know, it's like if we have somebody that is in that role and that's all they do and like, and there's like their calendar stacked, which it is, then it's like, cool. Then we can focus on like, what are we, what really lights us up? And like, for me, it's like, I don't do the, the button pushing and the media buying, but I'm still coming up with the hooks and the angles, um, design. I'll write the copy and all that stuff, film the video, but then somebody will like go and put it up you know, and manage it and all that stuff similar to you. But I think, I think that there's a certain point where you need to have, cause I was very much like that with Legion where I was all in uh, and doing that. And then it's, if you really want to take the business to the next level, it's really, it's creating leverage with awesome team. You got to have awesome team, a team that like owns a role that's super good at it, that you trust, yeah. that could do it. Honestly, like better. Like I know with gyms, like going back to, I'm just fucking rambling, but you know, I had multiple gyms. And one of the things that allowed me to open the gyms much faster than other people that I knew that were just as good of operators as me is they had this issue with control where they could, they needed to be perfect. And this, I was like, I'm okay with a gym doing 80 to 90% of what it would if I was the one fully. In. Yeah. Yeah. And because, so then I was able to open up location, location. We built an awesome brand. We had great stuff. I was talking to uh, D yesterday. We had a great conversation yesterday talking about like, what are some of the issues in the business now that need to be corrected that we didn't have it back in the day, but it's like, you know, I had, so I can have those multiple locations cause I have those people that are doing it, but I didn't have to, like, it didn't have it. The people, at the location were good enough, but I do think for, the levels of business, that's like a diff- somewhat of a different thing. Like you want somebody who's, you know, you're only like certain roles, like you're actually the one who's only putting in 70, 80% because you're spread fit or you're trying to do so many things. And then and somebody can have that 100% that fully gives a shit about it, like loves finances and figuring out tax strategy right. and fucking making sure that there's like have that person just own that role. And that's, right. I think, going to be. Like when you're in maybe those seasons, it's like, oh, who who actually can I bring on? Right, like right, right. Season, you're trying to like who who can I bring on that actually I can like that's just gonna level us up. I realize I like <clears throat> interacting with clients. I, I very much enjoy that. I like creating ads and testing out hooks and stuff like that. I like that, and I like motivating the troops. Like those are the things I like. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't like billing. Don't care to do it. Uh, we have an account that runs our finances. We pay him. Like, yeah, I, you know, I found, but I think like I'm very much in what I really want to do, and I don't know if I want to let it go. Like, I enjoy it. I know I can grow a lot more if I were to let some of it go, but I just very much enjoy what I do. It's tough, and but I do feel spread thin a little bit. I do feel like we can grow more if I let go and put other people in place. But it's like I like it. It's really really weird position to be in. Uh, well, I think that's the other thing. It's like set up the business around what you desire. Like that's the whole point of entrepreneurship is create your life by design. Right. You know, so we don't you don't have to set up the other way that people do unless it's creating debt. It becomes detrimental. You're working all the time. It's impacting your family life. Like you're really you're losing money in the fucking business or something like that. Like the business is super profitable, it's consistently growing. And if you're not like doing the things you hate, then it's not necessarily bad. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I think that like for the way that we're setting up Gym Academy, it's very similar. It's like I love doing the marketing, so I'm gonna continue doing that, and then I love interacting with the clients, and that's gonna be one of the things that like, we take a look at. And I think that's something you guys do a great job. Is a lot of these consultancies or agencies or whatever, they just get handed off to people, and there's no true attention um, by like 
generally the the people that are going in there towards now you can have great team members but you know one of the things that josh and i want to make sure that we do is especially like we want to be very client focused so as we continue to grow we want to make sure that it's me and him that are continuously interacting that's why like for us we're going to cap it probably 150 200 clients right you, you don't know, need more than that you know at, yeah you know like at in the eight at the consultancy level because that way we can give them our attention, our time. Yeah, we'll probably build out, you know, some team members and stuff to help with the client services and delivery, but still going to be very hands-on and involved. Right. Whereas like, because that's honestly, it's like what we enjoy doing. It's like, I get to do the things that I want to do. You're not playing by somebody else's rules. Hey, you got to work for this time or this time. You got to do this. Or you got to do that. It's like, I can determine how much I get to work, how little I get to work, you know, where I'm putting my energy and my focus and stuff like that. But it's ultimately freedom. That's the ultimate thing. And guys like you, me and you, you know, we, we like control too much. Dude, so I, I don't think I chose entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship chose me, dog. Like I told you before. Bro, you've been an like, entrepreneur since you were in high school. I, I told my boss, my boss told me, Angel, you were a manager's nightmare. <laughs> I remember him saying he loved yeah. me. I made him a lot of money. Because you're literally a manager's nightmare. I think I was just, I can't. I had, this was just, I was born. I was like, yo, this is your path. Go bump your head until you figure out how yeah. to get back on this path and stay on this path. Uh, dude, I love that, man. Design life by choice. That was, that was yeah. good. Did somebody tell you that or did you I make mean, it up like, yourself? Just claim it right now if it's not copyrighted. I, I'm, I'm going to take it. Take it. I'm going to say it's my thing, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I've heard it from somewhere. Who knows if there's any original thoughts anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I think even going back to like, I been a decade i had i worked yeah. for my dad out of high school and then i worked for a sports performance company and that was the last job 20 2011 when they i quit then got fired and sued it's the last time i worked for somebody so I, i've only been three years so i don't have a decade under my belt but pandemics when i actually left uh my job to february 2020 yeah You've done more in three years than some people have done in thirty years of business, though, for themselves. <laughs> yeah, thank thank God, you know, fortunate, but um, you know, it can all end tomorrow. So you know, just be fortunate for every little bit of uh, you know, success that we have. Um, yeah, that was so blah, man. You know what? Like, I've changed my stance on this, right? You know how like I always disguise falling. I start like being grateful for yes. the things we have, and I you know that I'm going out like, instead of going out buying watches and cars, I'm going out big big D cash offers on properties, low balling, yeah, cash deal thirty days give you thirty percent off, but I'm closing, dog. You want to sell this house or not? <laughs> and I'm getting this money into safe things because, dude, like in all actuality, like nothing's promised this could go on for the next 10 20 years and it could be fine and it, it probably will but you know what you can do dude it's a summer right now for me i'm in the summer but what i'm going to yeah. do is i'm going to store up all the harvest in case there's a winter so if i have 10 properties it don't matter what happens that's a smart thing right it's like the picture of the iceberg where all the wealth's underneath and you see like a little thing but it's gigantic underneath like dude i'm, I'm just gonna yep. go buy go buy houses go buy houses go buy houses one house here, one house there, one house there, one house there. And as soon as you have 10, you got no anxiety. You can operate at, with no anxiety, no fear, nothing. You know you're always good. Your family's always taken care of. That's my scarcity thing. I just want to make sure that that's in place and I'm getting much more strict with that. 
instead of being an idiot. Um, but that's why I said that because we're blessed and I hope it keeps going. I just was like, no, I get it. I was just like, come on, man. Where's that passion and fire? But no, I make We're sense. literally like, in a podcast where the logo actually- is a it's big input and then literally the eye is is a is a is a um what is it called? A, a, an like eggplant. A, a it's, a per, it's a it's a it's a purple plant. penis. Yeah, All right, and I'm over yeah. here talking about thanking God for the business. Like we're we're we're, we're wackos. Well <laughs> I I think it's like you do have to be super grateful. You know, it's like Hey, listen, all the seasons I've endured, it's like I get to wake up, stare across at the fucking Flathead Lake, Rocky Mountains, and tucked Dude. away in Montana. I got a beautiful home. It's like awesome life's that? pretty fucking good because of the ups and the downs, the good and the bad seasons that have come through business. I so, know we're running close on time, uh, and I want to get this in quickly because I thought about this. All right. When I needed to get, when I needed to get a job for Mercedes, and I wanted this job – I remember I was in line in GameStop and there was a mom paying at the register with her kid and she couldn't afford a game. He was bawling his eyes out. And she said, no, we need money for gas. For some reason in their life, she couldn't afford gas and to buy her son something. So I went up to the register and I paid for that and I asked her to follow me over to Wawa and she followed me over to Wawa and I filled her gas tank out. Didn't have a job, didn't have money, didn't have anything at that point. I was living like on the max of my credit card. I'd been through four interviews. They weren't calling me back. Like, man, I'm not even gonna get this job. No job, nothing. I got the job called the next day and got hired. And then I'm where I'm at today, right? So like, I think being grateful is important. You have to put good things out there, be grateful, be fortunate, right? And be kind, put good stuff out there because it always comes back to you. Like the other day we were tipping, I saw the waiter, really nice guy. I'm like, a couple hundred dollars us is nothing. And I didn't do it for Instagram, like all these idiots that do $10,000 tips and they post it on their Instagram. Like, I don't know, I don't subscribe to that. I did it in my own thing. Now I'm talking about it, so I'm doing the same thing I'm criticizing them for doing. But like I gave them a pretty <laughs> pretty big tip. And um, yeah, you know, I was sitting here like, you know what? That's always gonna come back to you. And I think John was talking about something with a client. So I was like, do the right thing. And I told him that story about the games. I'm thinking, I was like, it's always gonna come back. You always do right by the client. So like- Dude, yeah, you got to be super grateful, dude. Like you walk out on, dude, you got an awesome view. Every day you should be grateful for that. And then just give that to other people, dude, and it'll come back to you a thousand times. I don't know why I ran it off about that, but. I love, no, I think that's a great way to end it. I love that because it's, it's energy and money. It's all, it's all just a flow, you know? So like, and there's, you know, depending who you talk to, but let's like, they're all talking, like gratitude is one of the most important things you can do. Like you wake right. up, you give gratitude right away. You put right. that out there, it's going to come back. I look right. at money as the same thing. It's like money comes and goes, and it's you. If you have that belief that it's abundant and it's going to continuously come, and by putting it out there, it's going to come back right. to you even tenfold. Right. So I think that's a great way. I think we should end it. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.